Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hello, my name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and um, this is the Family Features Podcast, and we are doing something different for the next four episodes. I'm breaking up this book, Gender Ideology, into these next four episodes, a recording I made for my students as to understand the history of gender theory, queer theory, and the links to critical race theory, and the history, but also then what do we do? This is a topic of the day where we need to understand where we came from um, and how we got here and what's going on next. Um, This is, I'm blown away the amount of students and young people that just have accepted, and even adults nowadays, who've accepted all of this as just normal and aren't even questioning um, how did we get here and what do we do and is this even the best? Is this the best for my student, for my loved one, for my son or daughter? Um, So we're going to be diving into this. And so what comes next is a recording I made for my students, these next four episodes, looking at and understanding the history here. Now, um, Sharon James in this book, Gender Ideology, What Do Christians Need to Know? Um, she is basically, the, the uh, endorsements say things like this. Get this book and read it and get lots of copies for friends and family to read as well. This little book reminds us that God created us male and female and that that is very good. We must come back to that and an understanding of that and why it's so important, why it shapes all of culture. Um, Another endorsement says, this is a remarkable book, both for the range of material covered and its sharp insights into the dominant pathologies of our time. And it's so true. So I hope this is actually a challenge to you. It probably won't be an encouragement. It will be hard. And it's worth going through and then you diving into your own research and understanding of gender and queer theory, the links to critical race theory and the, the identity theories. Um, and and what we need to know so we can love and lead well and from a biblical place. So join me um, today. Okay, I'm going to take you on a journey. I want to take you on a journey today um, looking at this book by Sharon James, 2019, Gender Ideology, What Do Christians Need to Know? This is chock full of really important information that connects uh, gender theory with critical race theory and all of the other Uh, identity um, pieces that actually really helps us understand how did we get here? How did we end up where we're at today? Which for many of you um, is your normal. This is what you know, you've always known. Um, But this isn't the way it has been in the past. And so how do we get here? Is this okay? What's a biblical response? And so this is going to be a rough ride, uh, but a very important one as you think through um, gender theory, um, gender ideology. So behind the good news stories um, of people and their journeys, think about it this way. Gender confusion involves deep unhappiness. So people are not okay. We should treat everyone with kindness and respect. Real kindness means believing and telling the truth, which is going to be important as we head into this as well. We need to understand the ideas behind the claim that we can change sex and why does this matter to you? So important as we kind of begin navigating this. Gender theory says that we have a gender ideology which is independent of our biological sex. So that's a new concept. 
um, the idea of these being separate. Gender ideology, that piece of us, is separate from, independent from our biological sex. In 2007, former evangelical Virginia Mollencott wrote a book entitled Omnigender, A Trans-Religious Approach. And then she called for an omnigender future where governments would no longer record people's sex, people could change their bodies at will, and all sports, prisons, and public toilets would be unisex. And you have to decide if that's actually a good goal, as we are still heading in that direction. Those who challenge the false claims of gender theory are accused of ignorance. And now, a, a caveat here, just the wording of that, those who challenge the false claims of gender theory. This, this is assuming already, and in her writing, um, that this is a false claim. This is not the way it actually needs to be, should be, and you'll see why she goes, uh, goes there uh, as we continue on through this. Um, so those who challenge this are accused of ignorance. Belief in basic human biology is thought to be transphobic. So another key word we'll look at. Parents who want to protect their children from this dangerous theory may find their children taken away from them, which is really where we're at and heading towards um, at, the, at the current moment, which is terrifying for parents. Say chapter one, the global revolution, the bigger picture here. So June, July, I mean, 2015, Bruce Jenner, who was born in 1949, was on the cover of Vanity Fair, which is as a glamour model with the tag, Call Me Caitlin. And ironically, a few years later, um, Jenner's daughter, Kylie, posted a cute picture of herself as a little girl with her dad. And the photograph was vilified as transphobic because she was with her dad, who's no longer a him it's a he's a her the challenge to the man-woman blueprint which lies at the foundation of family and society is unprecedented as of 2018 around twin nations had passed laws affirming the right to change your sex the international planned parenthood federation and the united nations population population fund want children in all countries to receive comprehensive sexuality education this is um the agenda, if you will. They want all kids to, to receive this, <coughs> their version of this. This education program tells children that they have the right to express their own sexual orientation and gender identity. Many people assume that laws about gender recognition are simply being passed in order to protect a tiny minority of troubled people um, from unfair discrimination, but it's much, much bigger than that. In 2015, there's a book for four-year-olds called The Gender Fairy by Hearst. Um, and it states, Only you know whether you're a boy or a girl. No one can tell you. Second quote, Some children will realize their true identity is not the gender they were assigned at birth and will choose to make a social transition to live as their true gender. This is a huge switch in culture. And the big question is why? So there's this challenging of the male-female distinction. The biological male-female distinction is the basis for the natural family of husband, wife, and mother, father, and children. Recognition of man-woman marriage has been foundational to human society since the dawn of time. Gay rights activists object to calling man-woman marriage natural because it implies that same-sex partnerships are unnatural. They claim that it's hateful to believe that man-woman marriage is normal. They want to cleanse societies across the globe of heteronormativity, the idea that man-woman sexual relations are the norm. 
Um, Gleason launched the Safe Space Kit for public schools promoting a homophobia scale, defining homophobia as ranging from repulsion, pity, and tolerance to acceptance. The assumption here is that acceptance of homosexuality is still homophobia because it's not positive enough. Correct attitudes begin with support and then move up to admiration, appreciation, and the best option is to nurture it. In 2009, the government of Quebec ruled that heterosexism must not be tolerated and defined as affirmation of heterosexuality as a social norm or the highest form of sexual orientation. That's what heterosexism, and we can't tolerate that. Can we really change sex? That's a big question. 2018 New York Times headline says, My new vagina won't make me happy. In a world where millions of people lack basic health care, Rich nations are spending money on constructing vaginas for healthy men. What is going on? So we'll look at some key questions here. What's the difference between sex and gender? How did these get separated? And is there a difference? So sex, used in two sense, senses. First, it can be referred to the biological category of male or female. The second, it can refer to sexual activity. Gender, from the Latin term for kind or set, it used to be used as a synonym for the above word, sex. But the term gender has been hijacked by gender theorists. And that's actually, that is what has happened. This word gender is no longer tied to sex. It's separate. 1990, Judith Butler, a lesbian feminist, pioneer of gender theory, she wrote in the book, her book, Gender Trouble, Feminism and the Subversion of Identity, calling for the dissolution of the binary male-female structure of human existence. She called this the subversion of identity, and gender became the magic word by which you could subvert identity. The word sex is definite, definite and objective. The tactic, take control of language. This is what has been done. The word gender was grabbed, and it has become, or has come to be used in infinitely malleable ways. That's part of what we've you know, been through and come to at this point. What does transgender mean? This includes anyone, everyone who feels any dissatisfaction with their biological sex, and also to those who want to cross-dress. And then there's the other terms, trans people or transsexuals. Um, are people who are biologically normal and healthy men or women, not intersex, who live as members as, uh, of, the of the opposite sex? As trans woman is normal and healthy, okay. <clears throat> okay, what about trans people or transsexuals? These are people who are biologically normal and healthy men or women that are not intersex who live as members of the opposite sex, trans people or transsexuals. So think of it this way. A trans woman is a normal and healthy biological man. He believes he has a female gender identity. He wants to be recognized and accepted as a real woman. So the key questions here, is this trans woman, born a male, really a man who is deluded into feeling that he is a woman? Or is this trans woman really a woman who was born in the wrong male body? What is gender dysphoria? This is a person that is unhappy with their biological sex. They believe they would be more 
truly themselves if they were able to live as a member of the opposite sex, or in some cases, as neither male or female, um, or as some chosen other identity. This, is, this inner feeling is strong and persistent over time, and it is sometimes described as feeling trapped in the wrong body. Until 2013, the DSM, the fourth edition, um, used the term gender identity disorder. Gender identity disorder. Compare this with anorexia nervosa, where someone feels contradictory physical reality from their body, and we call that a mental disorder. Or body dysmorphia, where they are convinced that a feature is ugly and they engage in repeated plastic surgery to remedy a defect that only they perceive. Others have a fixed desire to amputate a healthy limb. And in some cases, you are justified in offering help to try to enable the sufferer to gain a true perception of their body. Activists have rejected the implication that to feel discontent with one's biological sex is a disorder. Cultural and political pressures not scientific evidence, have led to a change of terminology from disorder to dysphoria. And then 2013, the fifth edition of the DSM says gender dysphoria refers to the distress that may accompany the incongruence between one's experienced or expressed gender and one's assigned gender. New words, new terms, um, culture is shifting drastically. Dysphoria this explains the distress of external social factors such as lack of understanding and acceptance. Gender dysphoria describes a person's discontentment with their biological sex. Recent definitions of gender dysphoria affirm the false notion of gender identity as being something in conflict with bio biological sex. That's an important statement there, because the idea of this isn't separate, but yet it has become separate. You and I, most of us, really do see it as separate that gender identity is separate from biological sex. That's been the goal, that's what's happened, that's where we're at today. Uh, and that's actually an, um, a false notion, if you will. 2018, WHO, the World Health Organization, ruled that gender incongruence would be classified under sexual health issues rather than mental disorders. And there's a very important reason why. So the 2019, the group, the Transgender Europe, announced this is the result of tremendous efforts of trans and gender diverse activists from around the world. They were so proud of it. They hailed this as a victory. Gender incongruence is now regarded as being an identity to celebrate rather than being a condition to be treated. Huge contradiction, though, because what do they actually want? Gender activists are happy with this and this incongruence. Why? Because it keeps access to necessary health interventions such as hormone therapy and surgery, that can be demanded. That's the win-win in the lie of what's going on. Can gender dysphoria be treated? Question, should you try to influence the mind to fit the body, or do you try to reshape the body to fit the mind? Until recently, nearly uh, leading gender identity clinics were wary of self-declarations. Think about that term, self-declarations, where I basically diagnose myself, and everyone <clears throat> runs with it. 2011, the Charing Cross Gender Identity Clinic wrote this, the least certain diagnosis is that made by the patient. Made 
as it is without any training or objectivity. This uncertainty is not lessened by the patient's frequently high degree of conviction. Neither does the support of others with gender dysphoria help, since conviction leads people to associate with the like-minded and to discount or fail to seek out disharmonious views. Bingo where we're at today, where we listen to online people, on listen to stars who have, who have come out and changed who they are, we listen to anyone that kind of agrees with us um, to move in the direction we want to go, regardless as to whether it's actually healthy or good or the best for yourself. Increasingly to say that transgender feelings are an indicator of a mental disorder, this is regarded as discrimination. So the question here is, are professionals allowed to treat gender dysphoria? Well, in 2017, in the UK, in, in the in the in the direction of ending conversion therapy, which was defined as any model or individual viewpoint that demonstrates an assumption that any sexual orientation or gender identity is inherently preferable to any other, and which attempts to bring about a change of sexual orientation or gender identity. We've just gotten deeper and deeper into a rabbit hole of don't question it, don't question it, don't question it. What causes gender dysphoria? So there are three distinct groups of people that have been identified so far at this point. First, young children presenting with gender dysphoria. Second, includes those, mainly girls, who develop gender dysphoria in adolescence, a condition sometimes re referred to as rapid onset gender dysphoria, where it seems to just kind of all of a sudden happen. And the third includes adolescents and adult um, natal males who experience a tendency to be sexually aroused by the thought of themselves being as female, this is sometimes described as autogenophilia. Some cases, it's a social contagion, so the influence of peers or online groups, and becomes like a fad, if you will. How common is this condition? True gender dysphoria is actually very rare. What about intersex people? Well, biggest gen ambiguous genitalia is one in 5,000 births. It's very real. It does happen and needs to be understood and discussed. So the great majority of intersex people are happy to accept a gender assignment of male or female. They're not campaigning for a genderless society. That is other people doing that. Gender is determined by a pair of sex chromosomes, female XX and male XY. In a small number of cases, there may be one of the following chromosomal variations, but these do not place an individual on a spectrum of indeterminate biological sex. You have an XXY, which is often male, XXYY, male, XXX, female, and XO, female. And this is very real, and it's definitely a difficulty and a struggle of, of identity and body, and then figuring out those things. So, what do we do with that? Uh, what about those who refuse to identify as either sex? So back in 2004, journalists observed in the New York Times, some transgender students aren't moving between sexes. They're parked somewhere in the middle and prefer to describe themselves as genderqueer, signifying that they reject the either-or male-female system. They're gender nonconformists and or gender fluid. Question of can you change sex? Simple and not so simple answer is no. It is impossible to change sex. You can only change appearance, 
our birth sex cannot be changed. Advocates of gender theory prefer to speak of gender confirmation surgery. Uh, surgeons can, can construct artificial genitalia, but no, it cannot be changed. So what is gender theory? Well, the um, Yogyakarta principles, so teaching traditional morality classed as discrimination. So 2007, a gathered of, uh, gathering of self-styled human rights experts met in Indonesia. They had no official authorization. They were activists for the LGBT cause and drew up a series of demands. Each person's deeply felt internal and individual experience of gender, which may or may not correspond to the sex assigned at birth. Was this simply an effort to make sure that minority groups aren't badly treated? No. It was a radical LGBT charter that began a movement and began a, a move in a different direction. If, there were, uh, if these were enshrined in law, it would mean that the following ideas would be regarded as being discrimination. The belief that marriage is only between a man and a woman. Second, the belief that sexual activity should be restricted to marriage. Third, the belief that children have a right to know and be brought up by their own father and mother. And fourth, the belief that human beings are either male or female from birth. So consider this, these very ideas would be classed as discriminatory. Well, 2007, the UN and the EU and several national governments have committed to implementing these principles. By doing so, they have pledged to embed gender theory into law and education. So what is gender theory? Let's look at the gingerbread person here in a second. Cartoon figure commonly used to teach children and, and young people that each person is made up of a different aspects of each gender. You have your sex, has to do with the body only, genitals, chromosomes, hormones, body hair, and so on. Gender identity has to do with your sense of self and who, and who you are in your head, feel yourself to be. Your gender expression, it's how you present yourself to others. It is how it has to do with your clothing, behavior, actions, and ways of speaking, and attraction. This is this is to do with. Um, who you are romantically or physically sexually attracted to, male, female, both, or other. <coughs> this is the gingerbread or genderbread person. Um, let's see a closer look at these pieces here. And everyone is on a spectrum of womanness or manness, of female and masculine, of maleness, femaleness. One LGBT group tells young people this. Everyone has a gender identity. This is the gender that someone feels they are. This might be the same as the gender they were given as a baby, but it might not. <coughs> they might feel like they are a different gender, or they might not feel like a boy or a girl. So we're going to look at here the false claims of gender theory. And it's these four things. That binary is bad, gender is a spectrum, boy, girl, man, woman are just social constructs, and we are... We all have a gender, ident gender identity, which may be different from our biological sex. So the first one, binary is bad? No. Binary means relating to two. Binary is the foundation of actually LGBT. Lesbians, they are women attracted to other women. 
Gays, men attracted to other men. Bisexuals, they are both they are people attracted to both men and women. Trans people, they want to live as the other of the two sexes. All these categories are defined by binary differences. Two, gender is a spectrum. There's an infinite number of ways in which we live out our lives as male and female. We are all different. In 2014, Facebook provided 56 ways that users could describe themselves as male, well as male or female. In 2018, Facebook had 71 options, options provided. The idea of boy-girl, man-woman, are, are these just social constructs? No. They are universal human realities, not just socially constructed identities. Sexual differentiation is a biological reality, not just a social construct. Do we all have a gender identity that may be separate from our sex? Big question here. The way men and women live, the gender roles, that actually varies from a cult from culture to culture. In 2016, in the New Atlantis, they discussed over 200 peer-reviewed studies in the biological, psychological, and social sciences, and this is the conclusion. The, the hypothesis that gender identity is an innate, fixed property of human beings that is independent of biological sex, that a person might be a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body, is not supported by scientific evidence. Very important. Gender theory has constructed a misleading vocabulary. If you control the language, you control the debate. It's exactly what's been done. Number one, assigned at birth. This phrase denies the realities of biology. Correctly identifying the genitals that a child possesses and therefore the biological sex to which they belong is not a matter of assigning gender to the child. It is simply to recognize the biological facts and to give them the correct biological label. Two, the word transphobia. An anti-bullying charity defines transphobia as the, as the following. Transphobia is intolerance of gender diversity. It is a it is a based around it is based around the idea that here are only there are only two sexes, male or female, which you stay in form from birth. Okay, the wording of that. Transphobia's intolerance of gender diversity is based around the idea that uh, there are only two sexes, male or female, which you stay in from birth. Disagreement with gender theory is equated with intolerance and phobia, transphobia. It just opens the door to intimidating people who don't agree with gender theory into compliance. Another important word is cisgender. Used to mean a non-transgendered person. From the English cis meaning on the same side. It implies that if a person has a mind that lines up with their body, they are privileged. Whoa, that's scary. And then fourth, a very important word that kind of started this whole thing, gender. The word gender has been hijacked. The word gender is often misused to imply that it can be separated from bodily reality. It can now mean anything you choose it to mean. Fifth, gender neutral pronouns such as they and her. Um, the PGPs, preferred gender pronouns. In English, the most commonly used singular gender neutral pronouns are they, sometimes spelled Z-I-E. 
and her, H-I-R. They is the subject pronoun. So an example, Chris is the tallest person in class and they is also the fastest runner. Or another example, Tanzan is going to Hawaii over the break with her parents, H-I-R. I'm so jealous of her, H-I-R. Other um, preferred gender pronouns is E-M, M, ear, ears, herself, M-self, per, pers, persif, perself, hue, hum, hus, and humself. In 2015, new civil guidelines were published in New York City banning the misgendering of individuals. If you insist on calling someone she rather than they, that could land you a $250,000 fine. So gender theory basically tells us to believe lies. Say, say you see a headline, world's first pregnant man. Be discerning. It's not a pregnant man at all. It's a pregnant woman who claims to be a man and may have taken hormones so that she's grown, so she grows a beard. Or you see a new headline, news headline, woman rapes fellow prisoners. Don't be taken in. This is a violent man who has claimed to be a woman. Contradictions in the gender theory. So here's one of them. Gender theory holds that gender is independent of biological sex. It then expects the biological sex may be altered to fit the individual's subjective sense of gender. Despite holding that gender is not the same as sex, it describes the medical recording of the true biological sex of a baby as assigned gender. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Two, activists do not want gender incongruences to be regarded as an illness. Rather, they regard it as an identity to be celebrated. They want people to be free to legally change identity without the intrusion of a medical diagnosis. They want people to be able to self-declare and self-identify. But they also demand costly medical interventions and that they are preferably paid for by the other taxpayers or medical insurance schemes. Three, gender theory celebrates each person's freedom to live according to their felt gender identity. But freedom to detransition is disallowed. That's a big one. Those who have gone through a sex change and who have then regretted it are often intimidated into silence. Fourth, gender theory that uh, gender theory that gender is fluid. However, undergoing drastic alterations to one's body means there is no going back. And fifth. The idea of gender fluidity is a direct contradiction of the, the idea of transgender, which involves a change of identity from one binary category to another. So interesting. So gender theory is a fraud. The testimony of James Shoup. In 2016, Jamie Shoup won the right to become the first legally non-binary person in the U.S. Within three years, in 2019, Jamie realized that he'd been sold a lie. Jamie went back to using his birth name James, but like many other de-sisters or regretters or detransitioners, he soon found that social media and mainstream media didn't want to hear the truth. When he testified on Twitter that his gender dysphoria was a mental illness, he was blocked for violating the rules against hateful conduct. James Troop is a living testimony to the fact that gender theory is a fraudulent, deceptive, and destructive lie. Gender theory is a lie. First, gender theory is a denial of basic biology. 
2017, a group of those who were concerned about the promotion of gender theory in school children in Spain. They sent a bus of freedom to drive around leading Spanish cities to alert parents to what their children were being taught. The message emblazoned down each side of the bus was a statement of fact. Boys have penises, girls have vulvas, don't be fooled. Well, LGBT activists launched protests. They claimed that this was transphobic, the bus was banned. Children in Spain will continue to be taught a lie that girls can have penises and boys can have vulvas. Second, gender theory destroys the definition of men, women, mothers, and fathers. If the only contradict con or condition for being a woman is, a, is to feel like a woman, then the question of what is a woman has to be answered. A person who feels like a woman. That's it. That's a circular definition which says precisely nothing about what a woman is. It is an insult to women, and the category of mother is eliminated. Third, gender theory leads to a denial of history. 2004, the Gender Recognition Act in the UK stated that when a person has lived for two years as someone of the opposite sex, they can apply for a gender recognition certificate. They do not need to have undergone reassignment surgery or taken cross-sex hormones. Rewriting a birth certificate is state-sanctioned lying. Gender theory is a lie, yet many countries people are being intimidated into going along with this lie by being accused of transphobia, hate crimes, or discrimination if they refuse. All right, I hope you were challenged. Um, join me in the next uh, three more episodes here as we look at gender ideology by Sharon James. It's worth it, I promise. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world.